First of all, I apologize that I have to keep my cell phone on. So please, if it rings. Uh, I always believe that there are two ways. Some people say keep your cell phone off and do this and that. This is one approach to life. The other one is uh, practice concentration even on the battlefield. So it doesn't matter whether cell phones are ringing or not ringing. It's a beautiful opportunity given to us at every moment. Whether our inner cell phone is attuned and correctly aligned or not. Life is a paradox. We all know that. The answer precedes the question. Even today, we witnessed it. And Dipshikhadi ended up such a beautiful invocation by invoking the Divine Mother and surrendering to her. Sharnam, Sharnam, Sharnam. I don't think that um, there can be any better or more final answer to whether the enigma of health or the enigma of existence, of creation, all of our understanding eventually leads us to that point where we discover the utter, in all humility and truth, the utter helplessness of who we are and what we are. The beauty is, the good news is, that the path to light opens from that. We are like a newborn baby. As long as we believe we can do things, very often it happens that, uh, I'm not speaking here, here is a very, I can see a very polished and refined people who I'm sure know more than me. So there is nothing really to share. But I've seen that, you know, when we speak to people, they believe, oh, there is a camp on health. I'll have a issue sorted out. You know, I'll have my diabetes cured. I'll have my blood pressures coming down. I wish there was something like that, you know, a magic wand. There is none. And the beauty is that this acknowledgement opens the door to all possibility. It is from here that omnipotence starts. So beautifully when we see in Agenda Mother describing, uh, the final moment of transition takes place when she speaks of the helplessness like a baby. As long as our mind believes that we can do something that I have a system. Oh, homeopathy can cure it. All illnesses. Allopaths are not the only arrogant fellows. They are, I, am, I know, and very arrogant. But all pathies become arrogant. Oh, this, I'll do this healing and we'll be out. It's a kind of, um, a kind of arrogance where we believe that we know everything and we can do everything. The fact is that we don't and yet it is given to man to open to something that is all-knowing and all-powerful. And I think that's where the beauty of surrender lies, the, the joy of surrender, the possibility of surrender. But there is much that goes on between where we stand today and where we have to reach. Where we stand today is a state of disintegration, a ground of disintegration. Disintegration is the door to death. With every breath of life, we open also with every breath a door to death. This is the paradox. And the reason is that the very consciousness in which we live is a state of disintegration. That's why the moment a child is born, the process starts. What is it that we are disintegrated with, it doesn't need much philosophy. In fact, philosophy is best left aside. But very, very practically, if we take a look at ourselves, at any given point of time, our consciousness moves in a very, very narrow fringe. We are conscious of that moment. We are conscious of a small little element in the totality of the cosmos. We are conscious maybe of a little thought which is going on in our head like a fly. You know what happens when sometimes we will sit for meditation near the samadhi because of the flower. We are not the only people attracted. Also there are flies. Many beings. And the fly suddenly takes a liking to us. And off goes meditation and in comes the fly. So we are conscious of a small little Spectrum, not even a spectrum, maybe a thought at the moment and we, we, we are not aware that it's a small little world in which we are trapped. 
and in that world we dream all kinds of things and we think it to be real all kinds of things we build there what's going to happen what's going to happen this is our state at that point of time we are not aware of the millions and millions of processes millions and millions of forces that are all the time acting impinging upon us without our knowledge this is the state of disintegration our feelings acknowledge a very very small range they move again in this normally me and my loved ones that's it loved ones those who serve my interests makes it even more simpler state of disintegration everything else is disconnected it's not me why should i bother what's happening in iraq i'm not the one who is suffering it doesn't matter at all so this is there is a disintegration within us between different parts of being if we see our life just from morning to night and for some reason if the element of memory goes away we won't even know whether it's the same person from morning till night or it's a different person throughout morning we wake up with such lovely thoughts most people wake up with nice thoughts they make an offering to the divine at least in uh, in in certain context ah wonderful nice aspiration nice bath good perfume but as we go out into the world we are sullied both physically and psychologically it's not just the pollutants that the truck throw and there is lot of you and cry about those pollutants but the pollutants of hate anger jealousies ill will all kinds of things coming from all around innocuous statement just this morning i was sharing it with somebody you know there is a very dangerous tendency among human beings you know ego takes many forms and this form is very strange and this is called mother has used the word gossip what is gossip who oh, you know this fellow you know what i am not sure i saw him and then it goes just nothing innocuous statement the person has gone but left something within you deposited like flies deposit their eggs which will hatch out <laughs> like mosquitoes bite and leave in the blood stream a small little larva mosquito has gone or you have killed you think ah, i have succeeded i have killed the mosquito but it is left inside deposited maggot a, a larva which will change into malaria over a period of time so the same thing happens with us all through as we navigate through life it's full of that the mother at one place said my child the atmosphere of this world is full of filth she has used the word filth which we don't see we generate it it's not that somebody else see human nature that's how it is shot through and through with the ego and there is a vicious interest that people take so when we talk about prevention let's start from here small little thing let's take it is all that we are not going to speak ill of anyone or even think about it and we have to check ourselves when we are talking to people that look you know x we should immediately hold our tongues that no this not what is going to help in health promoting health before i can think about how i will be healthy let's try to live a life which is full of health now normally we will not connect even this with health there are people who do exercises do all the right things physically they have a very routine life i have seen such people i am sure everybody has seen from morning till evening they do exercise they eat the right amount of food right kind of food they are vegetarians they don't drink they don't smoke everything they do right and they fall ill so one wonders what's missing this is missing it's a state of disintegration by its very nature all the time we are as if at war with everyone else this need to affirm and survive has taken such a strange thing in human nature added to that is something which the mind brings in in animal creation there is an integration with nature with the totality spontaneous instinctive animals breathe it it's like they know the season they have not read books you know we write books on animal behavior and national geographic observe so much and you know there will be such lovely documentaries animal behavior and we are amazed the beauty is animal doesn't learn it from a book how to behave what to do but it makes spontaneously the movements necessary in connection 
it's always in connect with with nature and nature gives it all that is necessary for it to remain maintain its health and progression through the number of years that it is meant to live it's so beautiful when one you know shivinder's very beautiful aphorism to it the difference between one place he says difference between god and man and he says god plays the fool in season man plays the fool in season and out of season and equally he speaks about the animal life and the human life in similar terms that animals do things they do it in season and it's okay they will not you know do beyond that they are given a certain things by nature and they follow that but human beings because of the mind it's a very strange uh, you know aspect which has come up i'm sure falguni will talk about it in planes and parts of being it's something very strange it's one wonders whether it's really an evolution or a retrogression because of the mind we have entered into an evolutionary loop where it cuts us off from that kind of integration which we had with nature we have lost it and the mother speaks about it great length and the bible has spoken about it as the great fall this is the fall spoken of in the bible that man tasted the fruit of knowledge but now that we have entered it we have no choice we have to complete the full cycle we can't go back to nature and become an animal it's not given to us and the reason why we have entered it because it's a transition a narrow passage navigating through it we have to reach at another zone another land where we will reintegrate but consciously and in a different way this is the journey so the second problem is that we believe that man's mind can know everything solve everything and it takes sometimes one lifetime to say the least many times more many lifetimes to discover this one simple truth See, the greatest truths are very simple this is one great truth very simple it takes so long to discover that the human mind is really really for all its knowledge ultimately we do not know even the step in front people say this oh we'll see you tomorrow a nice little story in mahabharata when you know there is a there was a bell in those days and any citizen who felt aggrieved could ring the bell and the emperor will step out and solve the issue then yes he can't like it's not like dates in the court and going on he had to come out he was answerable so one day somebody rings the bell at an odd hour seeking justice and he sent a message yudhishthir such a you know wise king yet says okay tomorrow we will sort it out so this man says it's urgent and he goes and tells bhima now bhima is a very straight forward man there is the beauty of this character much under noticed but he is really a hero he this man has no qualms but he acts on a straight forward impulse so he goes and rings the bell number of times and all the people come what's happened bhima is seeking justice he says no no i am not seeking justice i want to make a declaration what is the declaration the emperor has become immortal what the news reach you district and says you know bhima has declared that you have become immortal he says is this fellow plays pranks sure enough he comes says bhima what is this he says surely you must be immortal because you said i'll solve the problem tomorrow so you are sure that you are going to be alive tomorrow and only a person who is immortal can say this that i am going to be alive alive tomorrow see with all our knowledge man does not know even the step in front he waits to weigh the certitude of his thoughts he knows not whether at last he shall survive or perish from the earth like the mastodon and the sloth this is the degree of abysmal ignorance in which we live so mind is what should be they said it's a transitional consciousness it's something which is given to us to navigate further if we stay stuck there and want answer to things all our answers i'm afraid will be temporary this pathy that pathy any pathy we may try it will be temporary so the solution is to go beyond it the integration that animal has with nature this is another kind of one is integrating within within integration is also very difficult because we don't know the center morning to night we have contradictory wills 
even people don't know what they really want in life today they want one thing tomorrow they want another thing if god comes they will not know what to ask there was this man who was feeling very hungry and god gave him three boons he said first give me a hot samosa and then he added quickly for me and my wife so he says okay what about the other two boons he says uh, okay let me ask my wife and come <laughs> so he goes says you know this is the first boon i have asked samosas nice hot samosa he says what nonsense you are an idiot god is here and you have asked for samosas so the man gets very cheesed up he says this hot samosa may stick to you your nose and so it sticks to her nose and he says oh my god i wasted the second boon <laughs> and the third boon is only that let it come out of the nose because what god has stuck can't come out by all the plastic surgeons <laughs> and this is how from morning till night from night till morning we live with contradictory elements in our being and this is one source of the perpetual disintegrative process there is you know very often people talk about going through school curriculum and they speak about modifying the curriculum in education and you know it should be taught this way it should be taught that way there's a lot of debate going on all over the world i'm sure but you know what is not taught the most important element which is missing is how to strengthen your will without the will one may have all the knowledge in the world and you can do nothing nothing absolutely nothing about it in the vedas there is so much of song and obeisance paid to the will in fact the rigveda is full of you know of course the divine will but in human being there is a reflection of it so we talk about you know even even most serious attack of illness when there are no other resources we don't believe in god there are people who don't believe in god so okay they don't have faith but if they have this element of will strong one pointed centered best if it is aligned but even if it's not there it is a great power but we have never exercised this power we are drift we drift on the sands of time desires lead us here there all kinds of things and at the end of the day we say oh my god i can't get rid of this so there is an inner something around which we can reorganize our life but for that we must be clear about what is the central point and that's where one big discovery awaits us and the mother has made it so beautifully clear as long as we live in the ego and by the ego the integration will always be a makeshift arrangement typical example is the democratic parliament house it's always a makeshift arrangement it cannot you know the speaker is the most helpless fellow and if it tries to exercise its power as recently the speaker did i expel the members it creates greater ruckus and greater chaos so this is how our will is but yet if our will can be rightly oriented and reorganized it's a tremendous element to integrate the different parts at least that is the bare minimum first level of integration whether we want one thing another thing let's try to find the central theme of our life central plot and then we will see that health and everything else will fall into place and that is the central thread of our life very often we lose the big plan while chasing short plans we enter the by lanes it's like you know some people coming to pondicherry and on the way somebody tells them you know what hyderabad is a very nice city and there are nice pearls sold here and there is also salarjang museum so i get down and i start enjoying hyderabad and salarjang museum and somebody says you know hyderabad is very fine cuisines oh let me try it and then third person says why don't you marry a hyderabadi girl because you know she can make very good food so you get married you settle down take a job and you forgotten all about your goal well if that's how we lead our life sure enough there will be all kinds of misery so there is the inner plot there is a will that is deeper which is leading us shubhendra says very beautifully that god is leading man while man is misleading himself and when we don't align ourselves to it then life becomes a chaos all our outer circumstances are simply a reflection of our inner state and inner confusion will lead to an outer confusion but we have always a choice of reorienting recorrecting so take an example now practically what does it mean when there are challenges outside 
whether they come in the form of illness or they come in the form of outer difficulties or circumstances which seem impossible or various forms of pathologies in our own life dysfunction socially etc then what is the solution we try to find an external solution but the real solution is reorienting our will if we reorient our will and take the root meant for us things will fall in place this is something which i have seen and i am sure many persons have seen it it's so very true if we just reorient it reconnect ourselves to the inner theme when we follow that there is a beautiful word in the gita swadharma and swabhav if we follow that inner thread then things will fall into their right place that right place need not be my place the way i want them but it will fall in its place it will stop troubling it create a growing sense of another harmony at another level a new kind of harmony life is meant for that but if we don't follow it we try to impose our small will upon the cosmos then we are baffled we are frustrated we feel oh this world has been created by somebody who is very bad guy who doesn't take us into confidence doesn't consult us well that's a fact that god doesn't consult us and uh, perhaps it's better that he doesn't consult us <laughs> because if he consults us we'll probably have a list of immediate do's and don'ts and my neighbor will have just the opposite do's and don'ts and uh, life will be a big chaos so this is one way to discover this integration which is missing which leads to death incapacitation there are powers within us which disintegrate us still further forces energies movements one such movement is desire how does desire disintegrate it's a root problem it disintegrates by focusing us on to one small object to the exclusion of everything else see what happens when people have strong desire that's why they say there are two kinds of love that human beings experience one is a desire ridden love where there is such an exclusivity on the object that everything else is lost and it's like we cut off from the universe it's never a healthy thing because when we do that we invariably open ourselves to unconsciousness this one kind of unconsciousness but there is another where there is something very healthy where two people front the cosmos and the creation together which is very different from two people closing themselves and cutting off from the rest of the creation so this is one example and it may arise for anything one small object there are people who chase one single thing and they forget the rest of the things and while it may give you success but it also is at a big expense so there are many things fear fear also cuts us off from many things it blinds us so there are movements within us which cut us off from the totality even the totality of our being so this is one level of disintegration there is another level of disintegration and that is with the rest of creation again and again we believe somehow it's imp- impinged upon us that well me and my i am alone in this cosmos and everything is meant to serve me there are even some nice books of course the secret is a very good book but it also misses a point as if the whole cosmos is conspiring only to fulfill every person's wish it's amazing i mean no if it can happen it will be wonderful <laughs> or perhaps it does but you know even creation and cosmos or whoever the manager is has a wonderful sense of humor it happens in life that sometimes you wish something and it's fulfilled but at a point of time when you don't want it or you are incapable of taking it it's like you know having rasgulla when you have diabetes an example very dear to me because of my own predicament so you know it's a sad story that you know when you want wanted rasgulla you didn't have it and when you get rasgulla you have to eat karelas it's it's strange it's wish fulfillment if you like but at a point of time it's so important just one thing to know what to wish nobody teaches us nobody teaches us the simple thing what to wish how to wish is later on so there is a kind of disintegration with the world around we don't know the rhythms of nature rhythms of time it's one very simple thing you see astrology catches a glimpse of it that there are rhythms of time spaces of time loops of time in which we enter during which we will be in the grind mill you may like it or not 
you know, I give this example. Somebody says, you know, I went to so many doctors. Finally, this doctor cured me. I said, you know what, your time had come. <laughs> That's it. Very simple. And it's so true. And it happens. People have come to me also. I have gone to so many doctors, you know. Sir, kya dawai diya? You, you know, you did. I said, please, <laughs> don't blame me or praise me for that. It's just that you had to go through things and you went through all kinds of things. And then eventually there is a moment because these are loops of destiny. Now during that period, we are to practice something. If we don't practice, these loops will come back again. And we, we have not yet, you know, it's like this world is a shadow world in which we are on a training ground for something else. The real is yet to come. Is a very beautiful line in Savitri where Shubhinda says that what we experience right now, this is not the real reality. But there is a greater power which must build reality. So, this is a training ground. It means two things. One, don't take yourself too seriously. This big illusion. You know, if you are learning wrestling in a wrestling pit, don't take it too seriously that, oh, I lost, I lost. <laughs> you lose today, you win tomorrow. It's, this is not the real match. The real match is yet to begin. If we get caught into that, then life will be miserable. So, the, the, this disconnection which takes place with everything, with the rhythms of time, this is very amazing that, you know, uh, animals have this rhythm. Very spontaneously they have this. You know, they, they are not told that go to bed, wake up. It just doesn't happen. They know it. But we human beings have disturbed all the rhythms and more and more are being disturbed. Again, basically because of the mind. Mind cuts things into fragments. Then our exclusive focus upon ourselves because of the ego. Then desire and fears add on to that. So ultimately we have cut off from the rhythms of time. In astrology, there is something which is called as... Kal Sarp, you know, Kal Sarp is, means that you are going through a point of time that you may die. So, one astrologer told me something very interesting. He said, you know what people, uh, I am not much knowledgeable about astrology, but little bit the essence of it. So, he said something very interesting. He said, uh, you know what it really means? It means that this is a point where you are given the greatest possibility of evolution. I said, are you saying this on the basis of Shurabindu or on astrology? He said, pure astrology. Then of course, all the Sanskrit texts which I didn't understand. I said, anyways, your essence is right. I quite agree with you. So there are loops of time in which we enter, which are meant to train us, to re-educate us, to reorient. There are moments that everything is snatched away from us. And this is a moment when we can rebuild our life on a new basis. It's something so wonderful. So when we, we have disease, it's such a lovely thing that we can be in a hospital. If we have a nice room and we can sit there quietly and spend time in wondering what my life has been so far. What kind of fool I have been playing with myself and everything. Let me try to reorient. Let me take a relook. But what do we do? Doxa, please help me. Can I survive? We lose that moment. It will get, you know, we'll get well either which way. Either we'll get well in the same body or we will get well in the other body. One of the two options are there. Eventually we will have the cure. Either a radical cure where we have a new body or it will be a less than radical cure where we'll have the old maladies in the same body but abated. But we have lost the opportunity. So these are moments given to us disease, uh, things when life, everything seems to go wrong. These are wonderful opportunities. When all our old moorings have been cut away from us, all our strength has fallen back. We took life for granted. Ah, me, nothing can happen. Oh, look at that fellow, he has fallen sick. But when we are hit, it's first time that man discovers his vulnerability and his frailty. And when we discover our vulnerabilities, we can discover our indomitable strength. Somebody who doesn't know that he is vulnerable actually doesn't even know how strong he is or can be. 
moment of adversity brings out the best in human beings provided we take that opportunity otherwise we go down the spiral of despair gloom despair gloom this doctor that doctor some pathy some medicine some magic pill elusive potion till we finally discover that this is it what it's come to teach us to reintegrate to reorient but there is another problem and that problem is real hard as they say practical concrete which should in the end the mother take us and it's beautifully described in savitri so let me read that it's this is from the queen she voices the real problem see why we are not able to find the solutions sometimes the solution is very simple but we don't state the problem rightly the beauty of shirvinda and the mother is they have stated the problem so beautifully and correctly and therefore the solution that they give is authentic it all encompassing so what is the problem a thousand ills assail the mortals hours we know it this is page 438 and where away the natural joy of life our bodies are an engine cunningly made page 438 look this is a problem you know like nature has made it ingeniously there is a side of the body which works marvelously perfectly but within the body nature has left some loose ends deliberately you may try whatever you may lead the most healthy lifestyle and after a while the skin will develop wrinkles so you rush to a dermatologist so can't i look young so dermatologist will give you evian cream because he has to also look young so he is he has to look young at your expense see so, ah, i have got vitamin e this cream you know my wrinkles are disappearing everybody can see except you <laughs> because your mirror doesn't show so you know how long can you conceal so you can we see the mirror only in for 2 minutes and the world sees us the rest of the time <laughs> so you know so then after a while you realize no this dermatologist didn't work so you go to another you go to another then you discover no there is something like reiki you can look young so go and try that then you discover no 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 there is another thing by this kind of will this kind of tapasya you can become young so you try it but nature is smart fellow she has made it so cunningly you know scientists wonder why after a point of time nature starts introducing errors one cause you know the the death bomb is inside our body ticking as it were and it is a very fantastic name called telomerase <laughs> something to do with mar marase you know it's there <laughs> or erase undas these words are so nice so there is it has used something inside the very genes it has introduced you can't reach out there so easily so it has been made so cunningly otherwise imagine you know if one species outlast because nature has learned from dinosaurs experience man can outdo the dinosaurs in ferocity and danger and cunning poor fellows are still decent at least they eat when they are hungry despite the you know that movie jurassic park there is man's image of dinosaur i'm sure they were more decent creatures man can do it seeing something and like a cannibal you know in another way so it is made very cunningly but for all its parts in cunning uh, as cunningly are planned contrived ingeniously with demon skill its apt inevitable heritage of mortal danger and peculiar pain can't help it it's there the body is built in such a way and we have to grapple with this fact that this equipment that we are using is is like the old time coal engine it runs with a certain fuel gives lot of smoke this is the fact mother speaks about it in detail in the agenda we swallow poison with the breath full of as i said not not poison i am talking of carbon dioxide emission nowadays they say carbon dioxide is not so much of a poison as oxygen 
telling me fact recently doctor was telling me oxygen is poison why because it takes away your drive carbon dioxide keeps your drive so there is a treatment they use carbon dioxide instead of oxygen this is the latest going on human mind must move in circles till it must discover there is neither oxygen nor carbon dioxide but something else but anyways so it's you know mortal danger and peculiar pain there are you know the very fact that we have to draw energy from food simple thing what is food how does food get energy or capacity of energy it's something which draws from nourishment from matter whether it's vegetarian non vegetarian in non vegetarian that is something added rage fear experiences of a living tissue of a uh, you know um, the kind of vital which animal embodies so it's definitely it adds to matter that fear and rage which an animal life experiences but even vegetarian food eventually draws nourishment from below so you know it's all that and what is this matter it is dull inert and that's why after a good meal try having the same class best sleeping pill so after afternoon session very good falguni has kept all experiential sessions or we should have question answer then everybody will be awake at least after the meal there is a natural tendency to sleep it has many ramifications why because we draw energy from the food now how how are we to solve this problem man lives by food if you go off food few days few weeks but flesh cannot be recharged even water water can give energy but it can't give substance to the flesh so these are many issues i am just touching them very briefly and an overview it's payment of the tax of time and fate take a mortal body and there are tax payers income tax every year annual health plan so like that there are fellows where is my tax tax of night so if we say no no i i don't need to pay tax oh you don't need to pay tax okay so the income tax officer of time is called disease so it knocks at the door and we don't acknowledge enters in time and says come on come on tell me all about your life give me give me my tax it's way to suffer and it's way to die this is the ransom of our highest state the sign and stamp of our humanity a grisly company of maladies come licensed lodgers into man's bodily house imagine shurbindo's humor in savitri how he is using the word he is not saying come into man's bodily house he is saying come licensed lodgers grisly company of maladies it's like imagine an illness called diabetes or hypertension come saying may i come in you say who are you i am hypertension but you can't be allowed inside sir you have given me the license when did i give you the license see your lifestyle you give me the license you can't tell me go away is it by the time you discuss he has come and sat on the sofa and said i am very comfortable here look at shubhin this subtle humor come licensed lodgers they have the license to enter you may have the best of lifestyles and yet they will enter purveyors of death and torturers of life purveyors of death these fellows are agents they come and say look you know i will just come to tell you you are 50 okay remember it no 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 i am 16 inside okay fine behave like 16 after 60 i do you still believe you are 16 um maybe you know i am not sure sees the doctor bill <laughs> this is how it goes on one by one these agents they come purveyors of death in the malignant hollows of the world in its subconscious given passages ambushed they lie waiting their hour to leave this is the problem the subconscious where matter has grown through all kinds of challenges imprints that's why we are saying dipshika ji has given the solution before the problem <laughs> such a wonderful solution shima sharanam mama why because imagines they are lying in the subconscious passages what is lying in the subconscious passages 
whole experience of the animal creation what is the experience of the animal creation death suffering all those things whole our human past with all the diseases lying inside us like a miasm what homeopaths call as miasm it is there inside waiting for its hour we don't even know we have slept very well ah so nice only if life can be so wonderful and then morning we get up with <clears throat> i am not feeling too well i have got a fever and then you go to a doctor doctor is it swine flu by any chance you know our human mind is strange it doesn't think of anything less it has to be maximum as if it's also a prestige issue as if an ordinary common cold is not worth having i must have swine flu something sounds impressive no not some ordinary malady like common cold <laughs> common cold is for common people so swine flu and <laughs> doctor has to break his head telling you please <laughs> it's don't start thinking of such you know dangerous thing but they are there where did they come from they are there in the atmosphere they have entered into our subconscious passages from the tv from everywhere everybody you know you get down on an airport now it's not there but when swine flu was going on I still remember morning time you are half sleepy half groggy and you are going suddenly there is a doctor waiting there with a thermometer and you don't know what's going on and is checking everybody's temperature <laughs> what is this now god forbid if you had a fever that day you were gone later on you will discover but you know you won't can't tell him i have called the taxi from pondicherry he'll charge me any which way because just that kind of fear is all around mother speaks of it in japan that everybody is wearing a mask because of fear so subconscious is so full of these things even when we don't know when you know we think everything is fine that's why nowadays a, a new kind of disease has cropped up and somebody has talked about it in a very good article and this is the disease is called news <laughs> so you watch the news and you are sick you know you don't have to go very far just 5 minutes of tune into a channel and you will be sick if not that day then by evening unless you have a wonderful sense of humor then you can say what these fellows <laughs> these are the fellows we have selected my god these are the fellows who govern the country every every time it's you know or you just look at life with those calm eyes and whiteness and yet to all this complicated stuff there is a very simple solution but so difficult that human beings can't put their will towards that and that solution is at the end of it savitri gives in so many ways one is but after describing all the melodies in man and what it can do and what it can cannot do at the end there are two lines very beautiful line but there is a guardian power there are hands that save calm eyes divine regard the human scene poor doctors will become unemployed if they give this thing and they will think this fellow doesn't know so you have to conceal this great truth through a great number of complicated things because we have faith in everything except the calm eyes divine so imagine a clinic new age clinic where you come and it's full of divine presence you don't even know who is the doctor and where is the doctor and you come out of it this my conception of it you know millennium when we don't have to see a doctor and we come out of a healing space and we come out we just live there and we come out and feel ah i don't need to see a doctor when uh, nirodha asked the mother and with this maybe we can stop if there some questions nirodha asked the mother that ashurbindo uh, that i believe mother is going to build a big hospital in pondicherry dreams of a millennium what it was his way of asking shivan 
dreams of a millennium. What? That, you know, big hospital. He's very happy. He's a doctor after all. So, if mother builds a big hospital, it's so wonderful. You know, after all, spiritual organizations must do something, no? Samaj Seva, social work. So, hospitals are social work. Sri was one line reply. It will be more of a dream of the millennium if there are no more doctors and no more injections. That would be a dream accomplished. So, this is a vast subject. We have few days and Falguni is really a big expert and she has been taking many workshops so wonderfully and very practical. That's something very nice. So, we have... No. And what I would probably suggest is uh, tomorrow I'll be coming at 10.30 or so and Falguni has the first session. It'll be very nice if you can have question answers. First session could be what she could speak and the second session could be everyday question answers. This was more of an, just a uh, big overview. But if there is anything, uh, immediately we can take up. Savitri, by the way, <clears throat> has a healing force in it. This is mother's words. I've had a very two interesting direct experiences of healing with Savitri. One was when I was, uh, we were staying in Patiala and we had a house which was portion of a bigger house where one sick gentleman was staying with his family, his wife and two children. And we were busy only with center work. I shouldn't say that. Air Force was paying me my salary and I was doing Air Force work very well. But it was like till 2 o'clock because after that we were free. So morning we would go to the center and again afternoon we would go to the center. Lunch, dinner, life was nothing but Shurvindu's center. It's so beautiful. So by 9 o'clock we would come back. Those days there were curfews and you know the police inspector because of my service credential would let me go. But every night it was the same story. So at 10 o'clock we would like to read Savitri together. So both of us would read Savitri. One day the gentleman whose house it was, sick gentleman, he comes and says, uh, Doc sir, what do you read uh, every night? Now I felt, you know, maybe I'm disturbing him. So I said, uh, I'm sorry, you know, we read it at night because, you know, we don't get any time. But if it's disturbing you, maybe we can, you know, uh, shift to some other place or something. No, 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 no. I want to see what you read. I said, okay. So, ushered into the meditation hall. He took the book, opened, kept it aside. Obviously, <laughs> the, just the volume of the book is <laughs> too awesome. <laughs> awesome is the right word. And then uh, I said, if you want, you can take, take it. No, 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 no. I said, anything. He said, no, since the time you are reading, my back pain and my son's asthma has disappeared. He yes, said, I am telling you exactly verbatim. He de developed such a great fondness and almost dependence on us because of this that when we moved out of the house, uh, they really felt like something very essential is going away. And that was, the contact point was basically Savitri because we are hardly otherwise meeting all the time busy. The second I know of a lady who um, was in the terminal stages of cancer and then she turned towards mother and children. She was a psychologist right across my room and uh, it, the doctors had told her maybe, you know, um, some more time that she will have at the most few months. And then she turned towards mother and children. She came to Pondicherry and felt that uh, this is my coming home. Nobody in her family would had any faith in any kind of divinity. And uh, then she started reading Savitri. And she opened to amazing experiences that she developed this sight to see her own body organs and knew what is happening inside. Even when the CT scan was not showing it, she saw that, you know, uh, the whole thing has spread. And she could, when, you know, later on she couldn't read Savitri. She would request me. She said, nobody will understand what I am going through. So I said, all right, uh, I'll read Savitri and she would experience uh, blue light coming and you know working inside a system eventually died in a very interesting way she lived on for over two years after you know doctors had declared the death sentence her face was turned to the left she saw her own death she saw it in a dream where she saw a clock 
with um, the two needles at 630 and she is trying to uh, you know push them but she can't push and this is a clock which is pink in color with lot of jasmine flowers around so she comes and tells me what is it that i have seen instantly my intuitive sense was 6 and a half months more this is the psychic uh, uh, the clock is time and pink and jasmine this is psychic uh, experience i didn't say anyways you have seen jasmine so it's something so beautiful no and uh, pink color is color of the psychic that's all i i couldn't exactly 6 months for 14 days later to the clock actually literally she died looking to the left where in the hospital her room they had put mother's picture she had requested so they had put as an exception mother's picture in on the wall and she had a smile on her lips even when pulse and bp was not recordable and the doctors finally they had to operate on her on 5th december and she and the doctor said not an inch of intestine was left i don't know how she was living she had she had to be taken for an emergency surgery and by then she was not in a state to even say yes or no and she died in such a way so you see uh, savitri is tremendously healing but I, as i said healing is not always a recovery healing also takes place at a level where we are able to go through the pain and the difficulty in the minimum way it's like god carrying us through the passage healing also is in nature's way giving us a completely new birth even physically in better situation sur- surroundings if we have to leave the body as one day we do uh, till the you know full change over takes place then why not leave in a beautiful way where you know you have uh, a future worked out so very often when people are confronted with death and they are you know um, i shouldn't use the word but almost inevitable uh, i tell them build the future instead of hanging on to the past uh, it's not said like that that you are going to die but you say okay think if you had to imagine your life what are the things you would love to do and what are the most beautiful things which you would like to so this is one way that you know one can start building it such a, a wonderful moment so the whole of savitri i believe has a healing force in it but each one of us connects in with some passage or chapter like particularly book 3 the book of the uh, vision they were the vision and the boon that particular part and um, adoration of the divine mother these are chapters where people very readily connect to and they are very very powerful exceedingly powerful so maybe something like that i would say maybe a good idea but to each one's own opinion